0: Tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, fivefold ministry, and that specifically dealing with the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. I'm going to take some time to define that, but I am going to spend most of my time tonight focusing on why we need fivefold ministry and what a church looks like that is, is, is literally being governed. And is receiving that ministry of of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher. So if you're there, um, Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read to you verses 11 through 13 out of the New Living Translation. It says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Now listen to this. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Come on. To do his work and build up the church the body of christ it is not their responsibility to grow the church to get the people in to do even the discipleship but their responsibility is to equip the people of god to do the work build up the church the body of christ now listen to this verse verse 13 this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith knowledge of god's son that we will be mature in the lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of christ verse 13 tells us how long will the ministry of the apostle prophet evangelist pastor and teacher continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of god's son that we will mature in the lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of christ do you know what that literally means it means that the church become such a force on the earth, united, that we look like one man. So, is that the way we see the church right now, by and large? No. So, where do we get off on saying that the apostle and prophet are no longer for today? They will continue until the church comes to that place. Now, some people... Have a problem with this type of theology, but frankly, I think they have a problem with the Word of God or their understanding of the Word of God. The truth is, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. A church full of glory. I, I am not saying that there, you know, that there's not persecution in the world. I'm not I'm not being oblivious to that and that the church is is suffering in many parts of the world, but the fact is. That when you read the book of Acts even in the midst of incredible persecution the glory and the grace and the power of Jesus Christ was being demonstrated in the midst of all of that darkness so the gifting of the apostle the prophet the evangelist pastor teacher is to continue until the church comes to that place where we have become mature in the Lord and we're measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. We're like one man. So the church comes to that authentic unity in the faith, the true knowledge of Jesus, not just theology, not just doctrine, but literally the word there means to know personally, to know intimately. We know Jesus in that measure, to that degree, that we become fully developed, exact representations of Jesus on the earth we are called to be little Christ we were saved not just to go to heaven but to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ how many know that Romans eight twenty eight says for all things work together for good to those that love God those are the called according to his purpose now do you know how things work together for good all things work together for good to those that love God Those that are called according to His purpose? The next verse, verse 29. Romans 8 says, For those whom He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the likeness or the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is my big brother. Now you are to be like Jesus. How do all things work together for good? You lose your job, you go through a trial, you go through a difficulty. It's not just in that, okay, I know that I lost my job, but God's going to give me another job. Thank God for his provision. But there is a purpose that is more powerful and more significant than that. The purpose is in the midst of all of your trials and all the things that you go through in life, even what the devil means to destroy you with, God is using it as you submit to him to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Well, we, we, we don't have time to go into this, but you know, Jesus calmed the storm when his disciples were in the boat, but then later on he sent them out into the midst of a storm it wasn't until they had to personally go through the storm and learn how to overcome the storm that they were being conformed into the likeness of jesus christ so we are to be conformed to his likeness and we are to live as jesus lived on the earth first john 2 6 says if anyone says he abides in him let him walk even as he himself walked We're not only to live like Him, but we're to do what He did. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say to you, the works that I do shall you do also, and even greater works, because I'm going to my Father. So we are being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Why? That we may bring heaven to earth. That we may bring the glory of God to the earth. Because as He is, so are we in this world. Jesus was called in by Paul in Romans, the second Adam. Do you know that Jesus, when he came to the earth, he did not come merely just to die on the cross for you, for me. He came not just to go to the cross that was certainly the most important thing but he came and he lived among us for three and a half years and he modeled he exemplified he showcased what a man who is controlled by the holy spirit and who his sins are her sins are covered is to live like he came as